Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. My name is Haley, and today we're going to have another guest. Her name is Dr. Jordan Verdon, and she's a pediatric dentist. So we talk about her journey applying to residency, what she did during dental school to help her get there, and also what her kind of workload is like as a pediatric dentist. They really do see a ton of patients in a day, I think more than a typical general dentist might. So I think you guys are going to find this episode to be very interesting and a good peek into what life is like for a specific type of dental specialist being a pediatric dentist. So I hope you guys like it, but we are going to do a quick little intro and then we will get into that main episode with Dr. Verdon. So there's kind of a lot to catch you guys up on on my life. We just finished that crazy exam week that I was telling you guys about. So we had three exams and then we had two quizzes and a case study and a sim lab practical. Unfortunately, nothing is graded yet, even the things that we had almost a week ago because it's Sunday night when I'm recording this and some things were Monday morning and they're still not graded. So that's a little unfortunate. So I don't really know how they technically went, but I definitely feel fine about everything. I would assume I passed everything, hopefully. The SimLab practical, if you want to check out this week's vlogs, um, there's going to be one on Wednesday and one on Friday, and those kind of go into the week. And then in the Friday video, I definitely talk about SimLab more in depth and kind of my process and steps that I liked to do when I was doing my class one amalgam prep on number 30. The restorations for me, I think still need quite a bit more practice. And obviously I need more practice on preps as well, but the restoration would be, if anything, from the practical didn't pass, it would probably be the restoration. So we'll see whenever we get grades back. But this week, we're going to start working on class one prep. So that'll be pretty cool. That's on your anterior teeth. So it'll be a totally different kind of experience, I think. So I'm excited to start trying something new. I definitely have to do some research ahead of time to make sure that I know what I'm doing. That's like my biggest sim lab tip if anyone listening to this is pre-dent or just starting out D1 year. Definitely go into SimLab as prepared as possible. Do as much research, talk to upperclassmen, try to get as many tips as you can about how other people like to do things. That way you can kind of try different things out and see what works for you. I find that talking to dental students is sometimes more helpful than talking to the faculty. Even though the faculty have way more experience, it's been a lot longer since they learned how to do it. Whereas a dental student maybe last year was learning and they can say, oh yeah, I used to do it this way my first couple times, but it didn't work. So I switched to this way and that was working for me. And that's exactly what someone did when I went into SimLab for an extra practice session. One of the D2s there was super helpful and sat down and showed me how to do things. And that's the exact order that I now do things. And that's like the only thing that I could get to work for me so that I actually have the proper depth throughout my whole prep. So Anyways, you guys can watch the vlog because that's a much easier format to be talking about things related to SimLab. But overall, it honestly was a lot better of a week than I expected. Yes, I was, I was up really late sometimes. It was really tiring, all that. But I think that this is kind of more what I expected dental school to be like. And I feel like I've been mentally prepared for it. And now that like the craziness hit, I was like up for the challenge, I guess. I think... In the next couple rounds, they'll probably get more and more draining and maybe defeating. But for the first big round of exams, I think I felt pretty motivated and, like I said, just up for the challenge. So this week's motivation that I want to share with you guys is really just to start early. And that's going to be 
pretty applicable to next week's episode topic, which is dental school versus undergrad. That's one of the ones you guys voted for on the Dental Download Podcast Instagram. If you're not following that, make sure you do. But I had you guys vote for a bunch of different solo episode topics. So next week, we're going to talk about dental school versus undergrad, like which is harder, what are the differences, maybe things you could do during undergrad to make the transition into dental school a little easier. But the motivation this week, like I said, is to start early. And I think that's pretty broad, but I think in a way it being so broad is one of the best things about it because whatever came to your mind when I said like, hey, do that thing that you've been thinking about, that you've been putting off or that you've always been wanting to do, or if you are a pre-dent listening to this, like start getting involved, join the pre-dental club, join a research lab, whatever that thing you were thinking, I should probably get on that. This is your wake up call. Get on that do that thing. You can probably listen to this episode while you're signing up for it or starting to log on to whatever homework or patient portal or whatever you need to do. But we're going to get into the main episode now with Dr. Verdon. I hope you all really enjoy it. Let me know what you think about it on Instagram. I always love connecting with you there and I will talk to you guys after. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone. So today we do have another guest, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Jordan Burden. So I'm a practicing pediatric dentist right outside of Baltimore, Maryland, where I've been practicing for a little bit, I think a day over a year. And I did my dental school training and my residency training at University of Maryland. So I'm a lifelong Marylander. That's cool. Are you from Maryland as well? Yes, I am. So I'm from, again, right outside Baltimore. Um, I went to Virginia Tech for college and then came back to Maryland for dental school and residency. That's nice that you found somewhere you like, though. Might as well stick around. Yeah, yeah. Maryland's a fun state. We have a little bit of everything. So it's nice to be here. My parents and sisters are all here. So that's been nice to hang out with family and have that opportunity as well. So you mentioned you went to Maryland for dental school as well as your residency for pediatric dentistry. But when you were in dental school, did you have any chance to get kind of exposed to pediatric dentistry or did you seek anything out to make yourself a more competitive applicant? Sure. So um, at Maryland, they have a really great pediatric dental club. So um, they're really good about linking students who are interested in pediatric dentistry um, with the pediatric department, as well as having us kind of see pediatric dentistry in real life by shadowing in clinic and doing health fairs. Um, They also have a clerkship program for pediatric dentistry, which I did, which is something you apply for, and then you can spend extra time in the pediatric dental clinic, as well as going to some of the lectures with the residents. So it kind of gives you a good idea of Maryland's program and pediatric dentistry in general. So you have a little bit more um, 
experience and things to kind of talk about when you go on the interview. So I think that was really, really helpful, you know, for experience wise, seeing if you really like pediatric dentistry and then also helpful to put on your um, CV when you went to apply for pediatric programs. So speaking of applying for programs, we did get some questions on our Instagram page about applying for a specialty program. So can you just kind of give a brief overview of how that works? Sure. So um, it probably will work a little differently this year, but there is a match process for many of the um, programs in general from AEGDs to oral surgery to pediatric dentistry. I think for pediatric dentistry, there's only a couple of programs that are not matched. So if you get in there, then that's where you're going. There's no match rank list. But basically for most programs, how it will work is you fill out the like a general application um, that's online for the match. Um, and it's like a lot of different parts that you fill out and you upload your CV and things like that. And then some schools and programs have supplementals. Um, so you fill those out. And then usually all of that should be in by like the end of the summer, just because some um, due dates, especially for like um, NYU Langone or, or previously known as Lutheran programs are pretty early. Um, and then usually from like late September to December, there's interviews. And so you'll go on the interviews and this year will probably be virtual. So I'm not sure what they'll come up with for that. And then you, I think in like early or mid-December, will make a rank list. So you'll rank all the programs that you would want to go to. And then at the end of January is match day for pediatric dentistry. So you, it's kind of nerve wracking. You get like an email at like seven in the morning after you haven't slept and it tells you kind of what your plans are for the next year. So it's exciting, but it takes about like a year long process, basically of getting ready, getting all of your documents together, interviewing match lists and then match day. So that made me think of another question about, um, oh, what was it? <laughs> Came into my mind and then I got back to listening to you and forgot about the question. You know how that happens? It does. Um, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> do you know like how similar is pediatric specialty program to like different dental specialties in terms of, is it still like a match process or... Are they all kind of different depending on which programs you're applying for? So I think a lot of them work very similar um, with match programs. I know um, some in each kind of specialty are not match, but I think it, we would have to look at the program or look at the programs you're interested in. I think um, the difference with pediatric dentistry is I know some programs like oral surgery or ortho, you know, you need to be, you know, pretty close to the top of your class and things like that with pediatric dentistry. I think they more or less look at it like, um, you know, how well-rounded is a person as well as, you know, do you have good grades and things like that. So I think um, that's one area where pediatric dentistry is a little different. I feel like they look at the applicant more like behaviorally and personality wise, just with working with um, children. But in terms of um, programs participating in match or not, I think I'm not as sure. I mean, I'm sure there's some programs that don't, but I think a lot of them do, but I think maybe it would be best to check the individual programs. I'm not yeah. as sure. Yeah, of course. And the other thing I did think of, I'm now remembering it, <laughs> is I've heard of people that go to work in general dentistry and then go back and specialize later? Or mm -hmm. I would assume there's some students that maybe don't match anywhere when they're trying to specialize. Is it like common for people to not match and end up practicing or doing like a GPR and then going back and applying for a specialty program? Or do most people 
get somewhere? Um, I think, you know, it kind of depends. I think pediatric dentistry is becoming more of a competitive specialty than in the past. In the year that I applied, most of the um, applicants from my class that applied to pediatric dentistry, most of them matched. I would say maybe a couple didn't match. And I think overall, you know, most people will match or a lot of people will match. Um, some people obviously won't because there's only a certain amount of spots. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of people that I know that didn't match either did a post-match um, GPR or AGD or went to work. And then um, pediatric dentistry, I think, really likes when they see, you know, that you've done something else. Like you worked for a year and you got more exposure that way. You did a GPR and AGD. Um, so it doesn't hurt you to, you know, if you don't match, um, it's nothing to get discouraged about. Just, you know, find a plan for that year and then apply again. And, you know, everyone I know that has done that match successfully into the program the next year and is now, you know, they're great pediatric dentists now. So it's nothing to get discouraged about. It's honestly kind of, I feel like a numbers game and a computer matching game. I'm not sure how it works. So um, it's nothing, yeah, nothing to get discouraged about. I know a lot of good pediatric dentists that didn't match the first time. So could you go through some of your like, favorite experiences or some of the highlights with your program at Maryland for pediatric dentistry and maybe why you chose to go there? Sure. I think Maryland is a great program. Um, I really, really enjoyed my time there. I think they do a good job picking the resident group that they have. I think they really look at, um, you know, the personalities of the residents and try to find a group that's really going to gel well together because it is, you know, it's long days over two years. Um, so you have to find a good group. And I loved my co-resident. They were wonderful. That was probably one of my favorite aspects of the program. But I think another strength of Maryland is the faculty. So Maryland's a hybrid program, meaning we have some hospital time um, and some, you know, didactic in class time. And the faculty that we have at our program are really world-renowned pediatric dentists. Like one of um, our faculties, Jim Cole, and he basically wrote the book on pulp therapy for baby teeth or primary teeth. And then um, we have Dr. Chinoff, who's a fluoride expert. So, I mean, I think we're really lucky at Maryland to have the caliber of faculty that we have to learn from. The other thing I think is really great is that there is a big need for providers to treat patients within Baltimore City. So, um, you really are able to help a lot of people and help educate kids and their families and do a lot of good there. And then I would say probably another neat thing that we do is when we go to the OR, I really like that you get a lot of OR experience, which I think is really important, especially for pediatric dentists, because once we go out into private practice, that's another service we can offer our patients. And then probably... I don't know. There's a lot of good things that I liked about the program. I liked our sedation experience as well. So in pediatric dentistry, you'll find a lot of pediatric dentists will do oral sedation. And so we got a lot of exposure to that and how to do it properly and how to manage patients and um, things like that. So now that I'm out in the real world, um, I can feel comfortable doing that, which I think is really important to make sure in any residency program that you have a lot of experiences doing things that you will do once you're out and about in the real world. And I feel like they do a good job of preparing you for that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm glad you had such a good experience there. So how early on or when did you decide like pediatric dentistry is what I want to do? And were you between that and general dentistry or were you thinking of other specialties? So I would say I kind of always knew I wanted to work with children. I always liked working with them. I think children are so 
funny, the things that they come up with to say. So I knew I wanted to work with children in some type of healthcare setting. Um, after I graduated college, I spent a year as a dental assistant in a pediatric practice. And that kind of solidified for me. I wanted to go into dentistry, wanted to be a pediatric dentist. So I kind of knew early on and then tried to tailor my experiences in dental school, knowing, you know, trying to keep a little bit of an open mind, but knowing ultimately I was most likely going to want to be a pediatric dentist. So trying to tailor any and all experiences that I could into um, pediatric dentistry. And then the other group that I really like working with is patients with special health care needs. And I think a lot of pediatric dentists see a lot of patients with special health care needs um, because sometimes um, general practitioners in the area may not have a comfort level and we receive education on that. So because of that, I kind of felt like pediatric dentistry was the best fit um, for me and my interest in what I kind of enjoy doing and what I imagined myself doing once I graduated dental school. I love that you mentioned the special care dentistry because I think the first time I talked to a pediatric dentist, I didn't even think about that as a part of their job, but I feel like it's really great to make sure people are aware of that. And I'm going to be involved in a special care dentistry club at my dental school. And I'm really excited about that because I think we only have maybe only one course our third year about special care dentistry, but Mm -hmm. I feel like being involved and going to as many different like service events and things as I can, is going to be really nice because I want to be able to serve my patients as well as I can, obviously. So definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. So on a different note, we did get a question from someone that was wondering, is it hard working with kids all day? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, honestly, I was one of those people that was like, I don't know if I could work with adults all day. So to me, I really enjoy working with children. We see um, patients in our office from one year old all the way up to when they're finishing college. So we see the whole age range. And I just love that, you know, for one patient, you know, you could be talking about finding unicorns in their tooth. And then for another patient, you know, they're getting ready to go to college and you're having that conversation. So I think it's really nice to get to, you know, see kids of all ages. And then I'm just starting out, but talking to some of the dentists in my office where I work that I've been working for a while, you know, they now have patients that they saw grow up as children who are now bringing their children back. And I just think that that's um, something really special that pediatric dentists get to do. So I would say, no, it's, it's, tiring sometimes just because you have to have a lot of energy to um, work with kids, but I think it's really rewarding. And I don't know. I don't know if I could work with adults all day, so I'd probably have that question for them. Yeah, I mean, that's good. It seems like it's the right fit for you then, so that's great. So another thing I was thinking about, because I know that you mentioned this during your specialty program, as well as I've heard from other people that pediatric dentistry programs, you're in the hospital for quite a bit of them. So Mm -hmm. what made you decide to do private practice versus like seeing patients with like really extreme cases in a hospital setting? Sure. So I think, um, you know, with private practice can get your privileges at hospitals. So like some of our dentists that work in the office have privileges at Johns Hopkins where they see really medically complex patients. Um, So you can still have those opportunities. I'm working on getting all of my credentialing stuff. And with COVID, it's, um, I think, going to take a lot longer. So I definitely am looking forward to having those opportunities. But I think what drew me to private practice is um, trying to think about, you know, how I can still balance my career goals, you know, see patients full time and then work on other things that I'm interested in. And I think with private practice, you have a little bit more of a flexible schedule. So like, um, you know, I help out at the dental school, teaching lectures, hoping to start 
you know, going down there and helping with the program a little bit more and then hopefully getting my hospital privileges so I can see cases down there. Um, whereas I feel like if I was in a hospital program full-time or in um, academics full-time, I'd have a little less free time to do those things. And then I'm working actually in the dental office that I grew up going to. So I thought it was nice to just go back and kind of come full circle and work in that practice again. That's so exciting. Are any of the dentists that saw you as a patient still working there? Yes, they all. So I'm one of four and they saw, we all kind of saw everybody. So they're all still there, which is kind of neat. Uh, but it's been fun. It's been really nice. That's awesome. Did you know dentistry as like a child? So were you telling them like, I want to be a dentist like you when you were little or were you not sure till like college? No, I wasn't sure. I think until college, I always thought I was going to be a wedding planner when I was little. So <laughs> um, <laughs> in college and end of high school and college, I kind of decided that I wouldn't be a good wedding planner. And then I started looking into, um, you know, healthcare things because that always kind of interests me too. And I think dentistry is a great mix of science and art and creativity. And so that kind of drew me in more to to that aspect of healthcare. So can you go a little bit more into what a typical day at work looks like for you? Sure. So at our office, we spend the mornings um, seeing restorative. So we'll usually we'll work with a hygienist and um, we'll have a couple columns of hygiene um, kind of back to back going throughout the morning, as well as our column of um, restorative patients. And I feel like for pediatric dentistry, keeping the restorative appointments in the morning when kids are a little bit fresher, a little bit more awake is really good. And it's worked really well for us because everybody's, you know, it's not their nap time or it's not really getting close to nap time. And so I feel like we can be more successful with that. And then the afternoon, it's maybe like an older kid if they need sealants or something, uh, but it's mostly hygiene and recall appointments. So we see, uh, I think between like 20 to 30 patients a day, maybe a little bit more, um, just depending on the day. It's kind of um, slowed a little bit with opening up again after COVID. Yeah, I would say it's, it's mostly hygiene. And then we have our column of restorative and then we'll go through with that. And then we do oral sedations in our office, but we only do them um, once a day at 9 a.m. So we do have some sedations. Interesting. Cool. So it sounds like you guys have a good system going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the next question is, what's something that surprised you about your work? Something that surprised you? That's a good question. Um, I would say kind of getting used to the speed of um, pediatric dentistry because we're kind of seeing patients very frequently. So I think coming right out of residency where we had a little bit longer appointments times and getting used to the schedule of a busy pediatric practice was something that took a little bit of time just to get used to just because I'm not as fast with my hand skills, but um, it got there and it was fine. So I'd say that was probably the most surprising thing. And then maybe something else that was surprising was I expect we take call in our office. Um, and I remember taking call during residency. You would see all kinds of crazy things that I'd never seen before. And now kind of being in private practice, it's a little bit less crazy. Though now I'm sure that I said that something crazy is going to happen. But that kind of surprised me as well is that it's not as intense on call wise as as residency was, which I wasn't kind of expecting. But those are probably the two things I would say. So nothing too, nothing too um, surprising. Yeah. So when you said the 20 to 30 patients a day, is that you individually or with all of your dentists? That's me individually. Okay. Yeah. So that's like a lot more than a private practice, I feel like. Maybe not. But the ones I shadowed at, that's more than <laughs> what they <Yeah>. see. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Did you shadow pediatric dentistry or general? General, dentistry? yeah, general dentistry. So it's different, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like pediatric dentistry generally sees the our recalls like a, I feel like every thirty or forty minutes or so. So it's a lot more um, volume based in terms of recalls and um, like hygiene appointment. Yeah, and obviously the kids don't want to sit for a long time. So you have to be speedy. That makes (laughs) sense. Yeah. So I know we connected from your Instagram page. Why did you decide to start your Instagram page? Because I know it's pretty, it's very like educational. So I was just curious what prompted you to do that. Sure. So um, I'm always interested in education and teaching and things like that. So that's always been something that I've been interested in. And then um, kind of a pet peeve of mine is seeing information on social media or online um, that is false and kind of almost like harmful. And I kept seeing these posts about different things like the teething rings and the teething necklaces. And it kind of just bothered me that there was a lot of misinformation out there and there wasn't um, really someone. And there's a bunch of awesome pediatric dentists now on Instagram, which is great to have evidence-based information. And then I thought also for dental students and other dental residents and other pediatric dentists to have a space where you could come and ask questions and learn about things just because I know in some dental programs, they don't get a lot of pediatric dental education. Um, So to have somewhere where you can find information if you're a parent or a dental student, I thought was really important and something that when I was going through dental school, I wish I could have found. So that's why I kind of decided to make it just for education purposes to help other people and hopefully be a place where you can come to find evidence-based information. Awesome. I think that's really admirable. I'm glad that you're on there and I like all the things you post because I learn a lot since I'm so Thank new you. into dental school. <laughs> um, so we are yeah. wrapping up, but I do have one final question I like to ask people. It's a little sure. broad, so take it however you want. But okay. I'm wondering how does dentistry fit into your overall life goals, whether that be work-life balance, your hobbies, any that you're kind of looking forward to? I think dentistry fits in because it allows me to be creative and um, interact with people and interact with new people and do new things every day. So no day is ever the same day, which I think is really fun and exciting. I also feel like pediatric dentistry and dentistry in general, unless maybe if you're doing oral surgery or something like that, gives me a good work-life balance so I can do other things that I enjoy um, while also having a career at the same time. So I think um, that's one of the really good things about dentistry is you can kind of make it anything that you want it to be, depending on what you want to do, um, which I think gives you a lot of leeway into trying different things, doing different things and seeing what interests you the most about it. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's a great answer. So do you have any closing advice for dental students or anything else you want to get out to the people listening? Um, I would say for dental students, um, I know it's going to be like a different year and maybe a little bit tougher because you may have clinic requirements or maybe online, but to just remember to always take care of yourself and that you can't pour from an empty cup just because I know when I was a dental student, I tried to do that a couple of times and wasn't successful. So I would just tell all dental students, especially the first year students, to just make sure that you take care of yourself. Thank you. (laughs) I will keep that. I definitely need to be reminded of that like once a week. So thank you. (laughs) So what is the best way for people to do get in touch with you if they do have any more questions? Maybe your Instagram? Yes. So that's probably the quickest way to get in touch with me because I am always on my phone, um, which is not a good thing. But I guess in these times, what else can you do? Um, So you can find me on 
small teeth underscore big world. And, um, you know, anyone can feel free to send me a message. I'm always happy to hear from people and connect with other people, which is fun. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you so much. All right, so that is everything from our episode with Dr. Jordan Bird. And be sure to check out her Instagram at Small Teeth Big World if you haven't already while you were listening. And I just wanted to pop on and say thanks for listening again. And just remind you that next week's episode on Monday is going to be a solo episode comparing dental school to at least my own personal undergrad experience and, of course, my own dental school experience. The transition is so different for everyone. And I think everyone comes in with different strengths and weaknesses. But I'm just going to share my take and I'll also have a question feature up on Instagram this week on the story. So make sure you guys get involved there so that you can tell me what topics you want me to cover. And then also, if you're a dental student listening or a dentist, if you can give me some knowledge to share with everyone about how your transition was and what differences you notice between dental school and undergrad, I would really, really appreciate it. And I know everyone listening would get an even better take from the episode if we could have more perspectives to share. So with all of that, I just wanted to say thank you again. I hope you'll have a lovely week and I am so excited to talk to you next Monday.